you need to prove to me that you can tell a good story before you start telling the next one. You're listening to the Story Geeks Podcast, produced by the Reclamation Society. Welcome to the Story Geeks Podcast. I'm Jay. I'm Daryl. And today we are going to make Batman versus Superman Dawn of Justice better. We're going to try our best. So we, as you guys know, we're going to do three different kinds of podcasts. Um, this particular podcast is all about making a story better. It could be a story that we love. It could be a story that we hate. It could be somewhere in the middle. But we're going to try and make the story better. Why don't you tell us about the rules to this podcast, Daryl? Yeah, there's not too many of them, but um, the rules are pretty simple. First of all, the most important thing is we will each come up with three ideas for how we believe we can make the story of this movie better. And those ideas have to be story-based ideas only. We can't change any cast. We can't change directors, no crew, nothing. We can't change the title. (laughs) We can't change when the movie comes out. It's all only story-based. And so what we'll do, we'll talk through what our three ideas are, and then at the end, we're gonna settle on the best two for how we believe we can make Batman or Superman better. Yeah, and we're gonna go in order of the changes that we think would be least impactful to most impactful. So we'll start there. Before we get into the actual changes that we would make to Batman v Superman Dawn of Justice, I do want to start with just a little bit of an update about what we think about the movie. So, Daryl, do you like this film? Do you think it needs minor tweaks? Is this a major overhaul? What do you think? I love this film. Okay. But I also recognize its flaws. Yeah. So it's one of my very favorite superhero movies of all time. It made your top 10 list. It did make my top 10 list. I don't remember exactly where. But, um, Is it 8, I think? Or 9, somewhere in there? Well, I can find out. I'll tell you. Let me just nine. look at my trusty somewhere cheat did, sheet here. Just, just so you know, it did not make my list. But right. I also like the film. Well, as you told me during the comic books podcast, yeah. you're entitled to be bad at making a list. So. <laughs> yeah, you're allowed to fail at making a list. You're allowed to fail at making a list. Yeah. I had it at number six. Number six, yeah. which is pretty high, too. Yeah. Yeah. So I love this movie. I love um, having Batman, Wonder Woman, and Superman on screen together. That's something I've wanted to see since I was a kid. Yep. So that's a huge for me. But I recognize there are story problems. Zack Snyder leans way more towards visuals than he does story. Um, a lot of it is improved in the Ultimate Edition. Yes. Um, which we'll get into a little bit. But so, yeah, I love it. Okay. Love it, love it, love it. But recognize there are problems, and I think I know how to fix a few of them. Oh, nice. Yeah. I, I wouldn't say maybe love, but I really like it. So, love the visuals. I think that Zack Snyder is a fantastic visual filmmaker. You've probably, if you listen to the podcast, heard me say that a billion times. The characters are very intriguing. I like the progressive take on the characters. I know many people do not like that. I do like that. But I do think the film has some significant storytelling issues, and that's why we need to make it better. (laughs) That's right. So, what is your number three thing you would do to make this story better? Okay, so... I don't want to start off cheating here. I don't think this is cheating. Yeah, but, yeah, yeah. Um, Go for it. There's a theory floating around that Jesse Eisenberg's character in this movie, Lex Luthor, yeah. is in fact not the real Lex Luthor, mm. but is Lex Luthor's son. Yep. I, I still ascribe to that theory, by the way. Uh, so do I. Yeah. And not only do I ascribe to it, I hope it's true. Yeah. But 
Um, maybe there's several references that kind of would make that make sense. He talks about daddy a lot. Yep. He talks about his issues yep. with his father. There's even references to his father running the company before he did. That's right. Um, and he's just, he's an interesting take on Lex Luthor. But when you put him up against the Lex Luthor of the comics, who at times has been the president of the United States yep. and has run this giant conglomerate and is just a guy, yet he's somehow a formidable foe for Superman. Right. It's kind of weird. Eisenberg just doesn't quite measure up to that ideal version of Lex Luthor. Right. Now, granted, we've never had that ideal version of Lex Luthor in a movie. Right. Gene Hackman didn't do it. Kevin Spacey sure as <laughs> heck didn't do it. <laughs> right. And Eisenberg doesn't do it either, even though his his version is cool. It's, you know, like yeah. if Lex Luthor was Mark Zuckerberg, basically. Ironically, both those two guys you mentioned before could have done it. Spacey or Hackman they could, could have, have done it. If it was written they chose properly not for to them. do it. Yeah, yeah, yeah. Well, like the writers of the film sure, chose sure, not sure. to do it. Yeah. Um, so I think this story would be better if indeed he is Lex Luthor's son and not the real Lex Luthor. Mm. What I would do to fix it is put some more hints into the movie, make it a little bit more concrete. Yeah. And then at the end of the movie, actually reveal it. Maybe uh. we don't see the real Lex Luthor, but we get the reveal in some way that Jesse Eisenberg is the son of the real Lex Luthor. And then we have that to look forward to. Like we're going to meet daddy at some yeah, point. Yeah, you yeah. know. Nice. That's your number three change. That's my number three change. My number three change is very similar. Um, <laughs> my number three change is make Alexander Luther. I'm saying that name specifically because I agree with you that yeah. that's who it should be. And they say that that's in a couple. And of they points. say that. Yeah. They say it. So make Alexander Luther a more impressive character. So the thing that makes this movie compelling to me, I think, is the first part of this title: Batman versus Superman. That's intriguing. Right? Batman needs order. Superman is under no one's control. Mm -hmm. Batman then is feeling like, I need to add checks and balances to Superman. Superman's a threat. And we see that kind of like, because when we look at Man of Steel and we analyze that movie, we go, that whole last portion seems really un-Superman-like. Yeah. So I like that. I like that whole take. Um, and even if Superman is helping now, what if he changes his mind? That setup is fantastic, but what doesn't work is Alexander Luther. Yeah. So he's a spoiled brat. <laughs> um, he's sort of, he's sort of an extreme version of Eisenberg's take on Mark Zuckerberg yeah. from the Social Network. Right. It's like the same role, but like blown out of proportion. Yeah. He's a spoiled startup founder, and they make a point to kind of show us that, right? Using a kind of a cultural norms to show us what a, what a tech startup founder looks like and acts like. Um, it kind of reminds me of. Did you ever watch Parks and Rec? Little bit <laughs> when when uh, when Tommy when Tom Haverford starts his company, he's got they've got like a basketball court and they hire an uh, NBA player to play in the court just for the heck of it. <laughs> so, and that's just a total side thing. But um, I don't I do think that Luther's worldview is interesting. He wants to prove that Superman can be defeated. He talks about God not being good or all powerful. Yeah, yeah. That part's good. I don't think it's a bad motivation, but his methodology is completely weird. And it's a little bit odd how he goes about proving his theory, yes. right? So I think a better take is to focus solely on Alexander Luther. Again, not Lex. Alexander Luther mm -hmm. driving a wedge between Batman and Superman so that they distrust one another. Yeah. And I know that that's 
you know, to make them question each other's motives to the point where they come to blows. I know that's a part of the film, but it gets lost in this muddy, what is he doing? Why is he doing it? How is it going on? And his reasons for doing it are terrible. Exactly. Like, he basically thinks if he turns them against each other, that Batman will kill Superman and and remove his problem. Right. Exactly. Which is not going to happen. <laughs> Right. And he, I mean, and he kind of does this in a lot of points in the movie, but basically his methodology is careless. Yeah. He's just, he doesn't think things through. Exactly. And even in the Ultimate Edition, where we get more of his motivation, we, his character's deeper. Yep. Which is better. He's better, yeah. Um, and it even makes his approach make more sense. Totally. But he's still careless, and he's just... Yeah. He needs to Lex be... Lex Luthor would be smarter. He would be. And so I feel like what they should have done was they should have made Alexander Luthor... On the surface, appear to be this startup spoiled brat, but underneath, he's this massive genius who's like pulling all these strings to make these two. And to be fair, some of that is happening, and they do reveal some of that, but it's nowhere near strong enough. Yeah. And I have to kind of stop right there because the manipulation of the two superpowers leads me to other conclusions that I can't spoil (laughs) my next two things. All right. So, what is your number two thing to make it better? Uh, So, I think for number two, I'm going to go with optimism Uh and and i will explain that because i know a giant criticism of Zack snyder's superhero films is how dark they are and how pessimistic they are yeah and they have to be gritty because he has to counteract marvel which is bright and big and dares to make jokes yeah yeah you know but i think story-wise there's a miss here so at the end of man of steel even after all this destruction, mm-hmm. after how many thousands of people were killed, they don't even tell us that, but after killing Zod, after everything that Superman has gone through, there's this scene between him and the general mm-hmm. where it's clear that they're establishing a level of trust. Like, he has sort of fallen into this role as the protector. Right. And they're willing to let him do that. And they've built this trust. Yeah. And that's where the movie ends. It ends on an optimistic point. Right. So fast forward to Man of Steel, and that's gone. Mm. Everything is dark. He's he's this godlike figure, which on, some people reject that. So you right. have like the false god spray painted on the statue, right, and right, that's right. dark. And even the people who accept him as some like as, as a savior, yeah, even that is done in a dark way <laughs> right. like it's these foreboding images of him floating above a house that's you know flooded up to the roof and right. it's like i think we talked about this before but why are you hovering there like <laughs> save them like why are you just right. hovering there just saying yeah, just you chill. know look how cool i am yeah. are you guys stupid. cold uh, that's yeah. too bad <laughs> i'll just block the sun yeah. for you but um it's dark and it would have been so much better to start with him at a place of trust with humanity like he was at the end of Man of Steel. Mm. Um, And even show him, show people excited to see him and excited to see him saving people. You know, you go back to the Christopher Reeve films and it's like, hey, Superman! And they're like, you know, which is cheesy, I get it. But have some of that. Have some happiness and some faith in him as a character because then when you bring Batman into the mix who's darker and jaded and angry and bitter then you have a better contrast right 
And that's what you're supposed to have when you're doing Superman and Batman. You're supposed to have a contrast. Right. Especially if you're going to call your movie Batman versus Superman. Yeah, yeah, yeah. But Superman's dark at the beginning of this, too. Yep. So it's like dark versus a different kind of dark. And if he was more optimistic and brighter, then his his offense to Mm. Batman would be stronger. Yeah. Like the contrast between the two of them would be better. Exactly. Their conflict would make more sense. Yeah. Um, in In the Ultimate Edition, we get a little bit more of Clark's motivation. There's this whole investigation that doesn't even happen in right. the theatrical version where he's looking into Batman and stuff right. like that. And that's a little bit better, but even that is still dark. It's yeah. not hopeful. So I feel like part of them fighting is him fighting whether or not to compromise yes. his optimistic, hopeful outlook. Yep. But he doesn't even have it, so we don't even get that. <laughs> right. Um, to, to back that up a little bit, just just... You know, the way that Superman is always compromised because he is so powerful, the way that he's always compromised is by putting someone in danger that he loves or cares about or giving yeah. him a moral dilemma to say, like, who should I save, these people or these people? And if he is more, um, I don't, to use the word, like, if he is more, like, Pollyanna-ish, like, he doesn't get the real world the way mm-hmm. that Batman does. Like, yeah. Batman gets the real world, right? Superman's kind of like, oh, I, everything's yeah. hopeful because I can save everyone. And the and Batman's basically sitting here saying like you can't and you're gonna screw it up and when you screw it up it's gonna be bad. Um, that is what you're referring to. Yeah. That would be really interesting, mm-hmm. I think too. Yeah, that's great. That's a great take. What else about that one? Oh, let me look at my notes and see if I missed anything here. No, I think that's that's it. I just think it like it misses the mark of that aspect of Batman and Superman. Yeah. You know, light and dark, two different approaches, mutual respect for each other's approaches, yet they make each other better. Right. So maybe we'll get a little bit more of that in the Justice League movie. Sure. Not that Superman's alive in the <laughs> Justice League movie, but... Yeah. But he does show up with way too many buttons unbuttoned on his shirt <laughs> in the dream sequence. Yeah. That's neither here nor there. Right. Um, all right. So my number two... Uh, now, I'm not changing the title, but I'm changing the way that the title is displayed on film. Okay. And what I mean by this is we've got to lose Dawn of Justice. Yeah. And here's why. We do not need any of the flashbacks or flash forwards in this film. They might Mm. be clever. They might help set up for the next film. But the problem is if it makes this film worse by making it more confusing or if it um, subverts... It doesn't matter because that's going to subvert your future marketing of the films. If you make a film that's confusing because of the flashbacks and because of the flash forwards, if we don't understand why those are there and you're teasing out something in the future that we're like, we can't even understand the story you're trying to tell. Okay, we'll clarify here though. So tell me what you mean by flashbacks and flash forwards. Are you talking about the video footage on the files? No, that's okay. Yes. So I think that they should remove... You're talking about Aquaman and the Flash yep. and the Cyborg. They should remove Aquaman, Flash, Cyborg. They should not, None of those characters should appear in this film at all. Hence, lose Dawn of Justice, right? Mm-hmm. I do think I have a case for Wonder Woman, which I'll get to in a minute. Mm-hmm. But having them show up is purely marketing. They don't do anything in yeah. the film besides there is a flash forward or a flash back, depending on what you're looking at, where the Flash visits Bruce, right? There is the flash forward where Batman is in the kind of... a um, 
uh, what word am I looking for? Apocalyptic world. Yeah. Right? There are those, but we don't know why those are happening. They but don't see, seem here's, connected. Here's the thing. Yeah. Here's where being a comic book geek, yes. like I am more than you are, sure. comes into play. <laughs> First of all, should I argue with you now or do you want to finish? And then no, no, you can argue with okay, me now. Okay. That's fine, yeah. So, okay, so the computer footage of Flash, Aquaman, Cyborg, I agree with that. Yeah. Definitely marketing. Take it out. I had fun with it because yeah. I got to see those characters. Sure. That was great. Could have been an end credit scene, though. Yeah, but they can't do that because we we're different from Marvel, yeah. even though well, we're doing the exact same thing. But that's thing. ridiculous. But, yeah. 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 So, um, I agree with those. Take those out. Yeah. I don't agree with taking out the apocalyptic dream sequence okay or flash appearing to bruce okay because those are very directly setting up something that's coming right that is in the movie so in what way well okay so the apocalyptic dream sequence yes you see a giant omega symbol yes. in the sand yes that's the symbol of dark side right Right. Who is the big villain who is coming? Like, right. Steppenwolf is the villain of the Justice League movie, but he's a lackey of right. Darkseid's. Darkseid is the DC Thanos. Yes, right, 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 right. Exactly. They, so, keep, they keep teasing it and it's coming soon. Exactly, but, yeah. exactly. But there is some of that in the movie, too. So, like, the Flash coming back, he's coming back through time, mm -hmm. trying to warn Bruce about something. We right. don't totally know that yet, but right. obviously there's this horrible version of the future that they're trying to avoid right and the flash is a time traveling character so that makes sense sure but um in the movie they have the ship yes and they have lex yes. interacting with um apocalypse is the name of the planet that yeah. dark side is from yep. they have him interacting with elements of apocalypse Yes. And in the Ultimate Edition, you even see a brief digital representation of Steppenwolf. Right. So there is stuff there. And, and um, Doomsday yeah. is part of a glimpse of that, too. So right. I think those things make sense, knowing yeah. that there's something else coming. But I would have, so let me put it this way. I would have spent far less time developing those ideas. Here's my problem with them. If they fit into the overarching narrative of the extended universe that you're building, uh -huh. then it works. But you'll notice like how Marvel does it. And let's just be fair here. I prefer DC to Marvel, but Marvel's doing a better job of storytelling than DC is. Which and, is, in a lot of cases, is true in the comics too. Yeah, which I'm not as familiar with those right because now. Because Marvel has more relatable characters overall. Right. So, so, we've, so we've got this scenario where... You need to prove to me that you can tell a good story before you start telling the next one. <laughs> so, and that's so that's a problem, right? So, I want to say, I want to say, look, you can hint at the next story, you can hint that there's more to come, but when you make those elements take up quite a bit of screen time, what it feels like you're doing to me is you're marketing to the <laughs> next film to me before you're actually getting this film finished, and this film's suffering from that. So that's Fair my enough. issue with it. Sure. Um, so I don't mind. I don't mind hints at what's to come, but I just think it's a little heavy-handed. It's a little over the top. What I do think is good is I do think that Wonder Woman fits. Yeah. And I think that the way that she fits the best, which I don't know that she's she sort of does this, but I mm -hmm. think it could be again if if the main focus is Luther distracting those two to, so that they fight each other. Yeah. She plays the role of revealing to them that they're being manipulated. 
that's her sure. role, right? Yeah. And so she's revealing Luther's plot to them that, and ultimately bringing them back together because yeah. that's, she's the bridge. Yeah. Um, she can see both sides. She sees more. And we know this about um, Diana from watching Wonder Woman now. Mm-hmm. She's a hopeful person. Like let's get let's let's make the world a better place, person. Yeah. So she she's the perfect person to do all of that. Yeah. I just think we need to ditch all those other at least tone those other scenes way back to to the point where we're not just we have to get through the story we're trying to tell. Right. So that's my number two. Okay. What's your number one? Well, you sort of just stepped all over it. (laughs) (laughs) Um. So everybody complains about Martha. Oh yeah. Martha. 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 You know, yep. The both of their moms are named Martha, and that's the thing that somehow oh we should be friends and work together. Right. Our moms are named Martha. Obviously, that's missing the point. Mm. It's not about the name. It's about the fact that Superman still has his mother. That helps humanize Batman. Right. But I think all of that, and this starts to get into what you were talking about. Not the best way to bring them together. Ah. I agree. The best way to bring them together should have been Wonder Woman. Got it. And again, because she brings hope mm-hmm. and she brings love and not even just, you know, symbolically. Yeah. But it says in the Wonder Woman movie that the Amazons were created to inspire love in mankind. So again, that movie's not out yet as we're seeing this one. So we don't have that context. Right. But I think if you give us some of that and allow her to be the force that brings them together not only does it give her character more to do because you know her appearing in this movie is one of the best parts of the whole movie yeah but if you look at the reasons for that it's mostly outside the story it's the fact that we've never seen wonder woman in a movie before yep the music is awesome yep the point at which she comes in is like super climactic and cool yep and well done but story-wise she basically just shows up during the fight and helps out with the fight. Yep. And honestly, not even that much. <laughs> you know? <laughs> right. So, story-wise, the point for her showing up is not solid, not great. Right. You overlook it because it's cool. But yep. it would be so much better if she was the one who brought them together. Yep. That would give her character more gravity, more importance. Yep. It would really give a better representation of this trinity of superheroes yes. on screen. Yep. That's what they call them in the comics. They call it's, you know, obviously a little over the top, but they call <laughs> them the Trinity. Yes. And there's actually a comic out called The Trinity, which yeah. features the three of them. Um so it would just do that better and I think then you set up the Justice League better. Right. And the Dawn of Justice title makes more sense. Exactly. Because as it stands, you know, Superman was supposed to be this big beacon of hope. Yep. Which he wasn't. Right. The movie tells us he wasn't. Right. Bruce says he was, but that you don't see that in the movie. Right, right, right. And now he's dead, and Wonder Woman and Batman decide they have to gather these other heroes together to mm-hmm. carry on his legacy and fight what's coming. Right. Okay. But how much better would it have been if the three of them truly became a team in those last moments before Superman died. And now both of them have this respect for him. They realize something about him beyond what the world does. And now they're really going to carry this on. Yeah. So I love that. That's a great point. So that's your number one. That's my number one. Okay. 
My number one might be super controversial. Oh, I should say one more thing. Yeah. I know we're not changing titles. Yeah. But that sort of subverts the title. Like, the title for this movie is terrible. <laughs> the whole title. The, well, well, see, the title is a portion of that marketing thing that I'm talking about. Yeah. It wasn't just enough to call it Batman versus Superman and leave it there. They had to be like, oh no, there's a Justice League movie coming. So it's but the even, Dawn of Justice. Yeah. Even just calling it Dawn of Justice alone yeah. would have been better. But yeah, true. Anyway, we can't change that. No, we That's can't against the that. rules. Uh, I want to give you an opportunity to guess what my number one is before to I reveal guess it. Guess your yeah. number one. Because we've talked a lot about this movie, so you might have a feeling for what my strongest dislike of this movie is. Oh my gosh. <laughs> um, does it have something to do with Doomsday? It does. Okay. So, let me build off this. Make Alexander Luther a more impressive character was mm -hmm. my first point. Lose the dawn of justice extraneous marketing that yeah. we got, right? My number one point is to remove Doomsday. Mm -hmm. And here's why. He shows up way too late. Yeah. Um, I understand that the goal here is to unite Batman and Superman against a common enemy. Yeah. But why in the world are we not uniting them against Alexander Luther? Because his character is not good enough. Exactly. He's not enough of a threat. It's because his character isn't good enough. So here's my concept about how we would replace Doomsday. Yeah. We replace Doomsday by having Luther um, somehow uh, being able to create of himself a much more a much stronger uh person mm -hmm. so maybe he he does go to superman's ship maybe he does take tech from that but he's building we've seen lex do this in the comics we've seen him do this in some of the games he builds a suit that makes him right vulnerable invulnerable we see batman build the suit what if luther had built the suit uh -huh. and what if he's even built an uh, an army like we saw in iron man yeah an army uh that he's using to fool people into thinking that Batman and Superman are doing bad things because he's sending those suits out to yeah. do those things. Um, I think that this creates this really fascinating thing where we don't have to we don't have to introduce a new villain. Alexander Luther becomes uh, a reveal that he's not just some crazy startup founder; he's actually legit. Mm -hmm. um, and then when we start to fight, the Trinity has to band together to be able to defeat Alexander Luther, not. To defeat this character that just showed up, that is fairly mindless, and that just serves as a 20-minute kind of side story about yeah. what happens when they fight each other. Yeah. So that's my last point in determining how you would make this movie better. Okay. I like some of that. Okay. I dislike some of it. Okay. What do you like? What do you dislike? I like... I don't have any particular love for Doomsday either. Okay. And in fact... The doomsday of the comics is so much more interesting and yeah. so much more foreboding than what they did in the movie. It's sort of DC's version of what Brian Singer did to Cyclops in the X-Men movies, you know? <laughs> he he took, like, this great character and just <laughs> trashed him. <laughs> right, right. So, and Doomsday is kind of that way. In the comics, when Doomsday is introduced, which I think it was in the 90s, maybe the 80s, when they killed Superman Oh yeah. in the comics, Doomsday is the one that killed him. Yeah. They killed each other at the same time, basically. But he's this mysterious creature who is pounding his way out from under the ground. Mm. And we don't know where he came from. He's right. just this pure rage monster. Right. And 
for some reason he has it in for Superman, and, <laughs> and they just kill each other. And he's it's kind of like the Joker in the Dark Knight. Like yeah. we don't know his motivation, we don't know where he comes from, right? And that makes him scary, right? So, yeah, they've undercut all of that yeah. in the Batman v Superman movie, especially by making him just this creation, yeah, of Luther, part of Luther's blood in him. So, but. I do like how this movie ends with Superman's death, even though we know that's not going to stick. Yeah, yeah, yeah. And there has to be something strong enough to kill Superman. Right. I get get them wanting to use Doomsday because that's what happened in the comics. Yeah. So you've got a little fan service there. So there has to be something strong enough to kill Superman. Yeah. But I don't love the battle suit thing with Lex Luthor. Yeah, yeah. Because for me, that's always the weakest version of Lex Luthor. Because his intelligence is more interesting. Yeah, yeah. like that's not what's supposed to be his I do greatest agree with asset. That. I do agree with that. My favorite things about Lex Luthor, you get this in a lot of the comics, you get it really well in the Superman animated series yeah. from the 90s. But there's always these scenes where Lex is standing at the window of his high rise. Yeah. And Superman's floating outside of it and they're talking to each other yeah. through glass somehow. They never really address that, but they're talking to each other, and there's this, you know, they're both high up in the sky, they're both in their element, mm-hmm. and they're equal. Right. Even though it's this godlike alien from another planet <laughs> right. versus a normal dude standing in his office. Yeah. Somehow, they're equal. And it's because Lex has this presence and this yes. intelligence and this gravity about him. Yeah. Which, as soon as you put him in the battle suit... Then he's just another cheesy member of the Legion of Doom or something like that <laughs> right, right, fighting right. Superman, you know? Because then to that point, I might even tweak mine a little bit and say it's not Luther that's ever in the suit. But he's got to have some resources at his disposal. There's got to be something strong he, enough to kill ex- Superman. Exactly. Or, yeah. or let's kill Superman in the next film. You can have a bridge film between Justice League yeah. and between this film where Doomsday does show up. And, yeah. But he shows up from the very beginning of the movie. And then you have that through line to carry. Yeah, totally. We're, just making, we're making like three films here. We're yeah. making at least two films here. But we yeah, could yeah. be making three films here. We yeah. don't need to do that. Yeah. No, I agree. All right. So now what we're going to do is we are going to ask each other which of the top three things do we like best. So why don't you repeat your three. I'll repeat my three. And we may even okay. get Jason in here. Jason is our, our filmer. Our, with our new video uh, podcast, these are going out on YouTube. So you can go watch this on YouTube, actually. And so we may get Jason's opinion on what, which part they like the best. Definitely. Too. Definitely. Okay. To, to recap, yeah. my three are... Uh, Lex Luthor is not the real Lex Luthor. He's Lex Luthor's son. Yep. And we get more story elements to reveal that and even an actual reveal at the end of the movie. Mm-hmm. Number two is optimism. Start off with Superman in a more optimistic place, a more hopeful place to really show the contrast between him and Batman. And number three is Wonder Woman, not Martha. Wonder Woman is the one that brings them together yeah. and unifies the team rather than Martha. Awesome. Okay, so mine are make Alexander Luther a more impressive character, mm-hmm. uh, lose the marketing for the next film, lose the dawn of justice. Not again, not from a title perspective, but from a storytelling perspective. Yeah, and then finally remove Doomsday altogether. Okay. Okay. So, Jason, do you want to go first? Which one? Which which one of Daryl's Here, do you like over, the come best? Come over. Come over. Yeah, you can come over this come way. Come jump in. Uh, okay. Yeah. So you said, I agree with. Wonder Woman and 
I don't. It just felt off when it's like Martha. What? It just felt like it just didn't make sense. Or like that would be the reason why. I don't know. That, that just felt off to me yeah. during the movie. It just didn't seem like that was the way like they things were going and how like that turned everything around. So Wonder Woman brings them together yeah. as opposed to the whole Martha. Scene. Right. Because yeah. it's like how could. Yeah, I don't know. It just didn't seem like relatable or like something that can actually like happen or come true. So I like that. Yeah. Um, I also felt it was very dark overall. Um, so it should be noted so far, Jason is completely agreeing with me. <laughs> That's true. I, like, it's just so hard when you like when you watch The Dark Knight or when you see the Superman movie that came out and you like see these like heroic figures mm-hmm. and then just to see them like completely like crumble almost you know? yeah what uh, like yeah yeah, yeah, yeah. <laughs> what happened here yeah it just it just it feels frustrating yeah. throughout the movie so okay so those are of daryl's which yeah. ones of mine would you pick so we got make alexander luther a more impressive character mm-hmm. lose dawn of justice the marketing oh, or sure. remove doomsday I, i'd probably have to say remove the dawn of justice yeah yeah to remove the marketing yeah because I, for me like i like to just focus on characters rather than like a huge like whoa now this now this <laughs> yeah now. exactly it's like i think we i mean there's movies out there where you can just follow one character the entire movie and so like, I, th- I think when you throw like a bunch of like superpower yeah heroic figures out there it can get kind of just confusing and feel cluttered yep yeah it's hard to do it well yeah civil war did it well civil war does a great right. job but most do not do it well right yeah. Yeah, so that's always kind of been like a turnoff for me when I'm like watching those movies. You know? Awesome. So. Cool. Well, yeah. Cool. Right. That's awesome. my opinions. Cool, cool. Daryl, what is yours? What do you pick out of, out of my three? Okay, so we have remove the Dawn of Justice element, make Alexander Luther a better character. And remove Doomsday. And remove Doomsday. Yep. This is hard because I feel like we have a lot of crossover. We do have a lot of crossover. Yeah. Um, I think... To me, the one that stands out as the most important mm-hmm. amongst your three mm-hmm. is improving the character of Alexander Luther. Mm. I think even if we still had Doomsday, if Lex was a better character, mm. it would not be quite as frustrating. There is a way to include Doomsday if Alexander Luther is using him from the very beginning of the film. Yeah, and and if he's not this creation yeah. from the ship, but yeah. actually this creature that he somehow knows. I mean, that's a little random and out of the blue too. But Yeah, exactly. So, okay, mine of yours is for sure to take the hopefulness of Superman and take that worldview as opposed to the Batman worldview. And to... Um, because I think what they did was they tried to say like, well, Superman may not be hopeful because other people see him as not hopeful. Yeah. I think you can still do that with making Superman super hopeful. Yeah. It's just that those people are like, this dude doesn't get it. He's an alien. They inherently distrust him for other reasons. Right. Which I would have said would have been better. So I think that that's a fantastic point that they should have focused on a little bit as opposed to making everybody dark. They should have made Superman really hopeful and yeah. done that contrast. I think that does a really good point. Yeah. There you go. There's the the story geeks. Make it better. Batman versus Superman. Dawn of Justice. Love to hear your thoughts. So make sure you write us an email, comment. Um, even on now that we're on YouTube, if you ha- are not watching the YouTube videos, you can actually go into YouTube as you watch the video and make a comment right then and there. So let yep. us know if you agree with Daryl. Let us know if you agree with me. Choose your top uh, change you'd like to see, or if you've got a new change. That you'd
you'd like to mention, reference that in the comments as well. Throw it out. Throw it out there. That is it for today's podcast. If you haven't already, don't forget to subscribe. And if you have an extra minute, write us a review or share this episode with one of your geek friends. All right, fellow geeks. As always, question everything in your favorite stories and always seek the truth. We'll catch you on the next podcast.